Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters now, and it's, uh, let's see, 17, that'd be good math, uh, about our 14th year, and host of Dream Business Radio now in its ninth year. We are three, I believe I checked, we're three um, episodes away from number 500. I should have a graphic there, 500. Anyway, welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. My special guest is author, speaker, and consultant, Tammy Fink. How you doing, Tammy? Living the dream every day, Jim. Every Living day. Living the dream. Good. Um, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. Imagine that. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner who is tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and especially if you want to learn from somebody who's created multiple streams of revenue, then join this amazing a uh, group of about, I think, 28 entrepreneurs right now, led by me, Captain Jim. Go to dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Let me introduce my special guest because today's topic is one, I believe, of paramount importance to every entrepreneur and small business owner. It's one that I know very, very well. So I was excited to uh, get a chance to um, talk with Tammy. Tammy Fink supports uh, established companies and businesses while they grow their business by focusing on amazing client experiences and retention-based strategies. Tammy is the author of The Wow Factor, and she is also, as I said, a speaker and a consultant. <laughs> Phil, Phil, let me introduce you. Phil Brakefield is in the promotional products business, so he's a, he's a big, but he loves Wow. And um, another member of our uh, esteemed group, Jeff. All right, you guys, let me get through the introduction before you make me put up your, your comments. <laughs> anyway, Tammy has over 30 years experience in marketing events and design. She started her own entrepreneurial journey in 2004 by creating the Blue Water Designs and Supply Company. Tammy has been teaching these unique business principles since 2010. In 2020, during the pandemic, she wrote and published three books, quite the underachiever, including Wow Factor, how to use unique experiences to blow your clients' minds and increase retention. Tammy, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio. Jim, so happy to be here. I'm really excited about this. Love the topic. And we're going to be able to talk for days about this. <laughs> I know. And you mentioned it's the first time you've ever been interviewed from a boat. So that's pretty cool. Well, right? Actually, it's most most people. It's the first time. And you know, for those curious, Stephanie and I arrived at our home port here in Chesapeake City, Maryland on Saturday. So we're, we're kind of stationary, which is good. And this, and this marina has great Wi-Fi. So I'm not off my portable for a little while. So Tammy, um, I get pitched probably eight to 10 times a week to be a guest on Dream Business Radio. I have four episodes a month, so it's it's more than I need. So I'm, I, I try and be uh, fairly selective as who would best serve my audience, right? When I saw your your one sheet come across, first of all, the graphic was good, the, the wow factor. I said, mm, what's that about? And then when I started diving in a little bit, I said, man, this girl, 
she probably read Stick Like Glue. That was my own ego speaking. You probably never knew about that. But my second book was Stick Like Glue, How to Create an Everlasting Bond with Your Customers So They Stay Longer, Spend More, and Refer More. And I have really um, cut my teeth, my early, early chops, even managing a bike shop on the value of retention-based marketing and not just new customer acquisition marketing. So um, where did you... Um, where did you, when did it dawn on you, like as a marketing person, that we should be focusing more of our dollars and efforts on retention and not quite so much always trying to attract new customers? You know, I, I have been doing marketing and design and events for over 30 years. Wow. And I worked with a lot of cool companies. I've, I've got to work with Cinnabon and Hershey's and Hewlett Packard and all that, which the behind the scenes on that, that sounds really sexy. It means I knew their attorneys. <laughs> So, Cinnabon, you gotta like Cinnabon. <laughs> oh, you gotta love Cinnabon, right? I love love the samples, right? Yeah. Also, also, this would be applicable to you. I did work with the Wicked Tuna brand. Oh, nice. I got to play with some of their assets, and they even we had some product that actually made it into Costco. You know, we we were in the big time. Good for but, you. <laughs> a lot of the things that I learned along the way, while they were creating these amazing brands, they were really not connecting with their clients. And it could be, you know, even then in foundation where people were designing logos and stuff that when you would tell them, you know, your logo needs to be more about attracting your client than it does about what color you like. Right. right. And so there was just this mindset that I just kept feeling like needed a shift, right. There needed to be those pieces that we really looked at. And what happened was my online people that, that I worked with online, a lot of them never had had a day job, right? They never, never worked for corporate or did anything like that. They had no idea that you could build these connection pieces to keep your clients engaged longer, like sending postcards, right? Like they had never thought of that. Like, oh my God, I never thought of that. I'm online. I shouldn't send postcards. And then your brick and mortar people, bless their hearts. A lot of them didn't know how are you making money on Facebook? right? How are you, how are you doing these things digitally? In fact, I'm pretty sure my mom still tells all her friends that I make my living something with Candy Crush. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Crush, good But Lord. you know, it, it is those pieces. It's that disconnect where I started really first noticing that there are these connection pieces that people are focusing so much on the, let's get more clients. What's your numbers? What's your likes? All those numbers but they're not knowing the numbers of how long they're keeping their clients, you know, for, for the entire lifetime of the client. What does that look like? And, you know, where are the connection points in between that you can actually build it where they finish your courses? Wow. Right. Yes. Very important. You know, um, one of my expressions, I used to be out there speaking a lot on that lecture circuit for, uh, I think it was like 2011, 12, something like that. And I used to say, you know, I think most companies had a bell in the back room. So when you made a sale, you went and rang the bell. And what did you do? You moved on and you went headstrong to find the next new customer instead of focusing on the customer you just got. I mean, the most expensive thing I believe for any business is the cost of customer acquisition. So why do you think most companies don't focus more on retention-based marketing? And so for clarity, just in case you haven't had your afternoon coffee yet, retention-based marketing means how do I keep my customers longer? How do I sell them more? And how do I get them to refer more, right? Because selling a 
Selling a current customer a second or third time, that's way easier than selling a new one. And getting a referral sent to you is way easier to get a new one. So where's the disconnect for most people? You know, I think the disconnect in it is in this in the sales part, right? Like I think it starts, you know, I would say it starts in the in the sales, but I think it also starts earlier than that. I think it starts with how people do business, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that you know, when you discover that people, and, and this is going to be like marketing, marketing, you know, blowing your mind kind of things. People want to be a part of your story more than they want to be a part of your brand. Hmm. And I think that what happens for a lot of businesses is they focus on the brand. What is it that I want to give you? Here's my stuff. Here's my content. Here's all the stuff, right? This is all the brilliance buy my secret sauce, whatever that looks like. And they forget that the core meaning, the core foundation of your business, right, should be how you do business, right? And probably even more so than what you offer, right? Wow. Because it does make that much of a difference. And when we're looking at it from a strict, from a marketing perspective, you know, we, we talk about swag and <laughs> I say swag is stuff without a goal right? <laughs> that you have these things that you want to be able to offer. You know, you get the free t-shirt, you get the thing. How, how many radio stations did we follow as kids that all of a sudden, if you found the, if you found the radio van or whatever, the first thing you wanted to know is, do you got a free t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking for those things that this is the message. This is your marketing message. But what happens is that you forget that it should be client centric, right? It should be, what does the client want from you? And then you provide that item, right? Or that experience. Okay. So like, how do you define your approach to retention or as you call it, the wow factor? What are some of the ways and strategies a small business owner watching or listening to this can develop stronger relationships? And I always say customers, but folks, customers, clients, patients, kind of all the same. It's however you earn a living. What are, what are one or two things that you could suggest they do, Tammy? Let me give you a really good example. Okay. So I talk about this all the time and we're looking at ways that we can inspire, motivate and celebrate our clients, right? Those are the ways that I key factors that I put into every wow factor. But I had a client come to me and she said, you know, I'm giving things to my clients, but they're not, they're not really doing the things that you're talking about doing, like showing things on social media and talking about it and giving you referrals and doing all of the things. And I said, well, you work with mompreneurs. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, so what are you sending them now? And she said, when they join my $1,000 program, not a cheap program, when she joins her $1,000 program, I send them a sticker with my logo on it for their laptop and a handwritten note. A sticker? Uh, a sticker. And I said, okay, both fine. You're sending something. You're acknowledging. That's mm -hmm. good. That's a good first step. I said, what if you sent them instead a chocolate chip cookie in the mail oh. with a note that said... This is the cookie you don't have to share with anyone. Nice. Right? Then all of a sudden, that mom that works from home with all of her kids who gives every day, we know this about mom, she's going to give. She's going to be the last one in line, right? She's going to get the crumbles at the, end of, at the end of the box. But what if you saw her and said, look, this is what I'm going to give to you right? This is my gift. It doesn't have to be branded. It doesn't have to have all of these other things in it. There's a perfect place for branded items. But when you're wanting to speak to your client in a way that they feel seen and heard, right? It's about them first. 
Does that make sense, Jim? Yes, it does. So I'm I'm I totally believe in the power of reciprocity. It's funny you mentioned cookies. Um, part of the way I built No Hassle newsletters was um, when I started out. The average person, the average small business, that came stayed somewhere around six months. And I thought, well, that's not good. So I built it to twelve. Well, they now still stay almost forty months when they come on board. But I have a very. I started out doing sugar cookies with a note, and I had a newsletter guru caricature with a handwritten note. You know. And um, it, people used to post those on Facebook and all over the place. Hey, look at the cookies I got from Jim Palmer, the News Center guru. <laughs> and the, the power of reciprocity, they're not going to forget that. And they're going to use it, the product, they're going to refer it, et cetera. So I really believe it's it's a very strong thing to, to focus on building the relationships. I want to unpack some of, um, some of your book. One of the chapters, I think, was knowing the who in my whoville, which kind of <laughs> sounds like a... a, a a, a, an old children's right play at Christmas time. Who's in my Dr. Whoville? Yeah, there Dr. you go. Thank, thank you for helping me out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it starts with the foundation, right? And and this is starts with your business. And one of the things that you can do, even like with the cookie story, right? It doesn't matter how big you are, right? In fact, there are things that you can do as a small company, as a startup that Coca-Cola can't do because they're too big. And we don't even think of it that way. We think, oh, we're going to do this when we're bigger, right? We're going to do this when I have more clients. We're going to do this later on. I'm too busy right now wearing all the hats. But when you start at the basics, right? When you know who your who is and whoville, it's just like the cookie story. When you're dealing with moms, right? What do moms want? Where where are they exhausted at the end of the day? How can you, you know, create events around moms and that that focus, right? How can you build events around around boaters, right? Ship captains and all the things that way. How can you make something that's about them, right? Number one, it's probably got to have Jimmy Buffett somewhere in it just because yeah, there's the whole thing. <laughs> but, you know, it is one of those pieces. What are you looking at for your people? And they say all the time, your client avatar, right? They talk about your client avatar. But I think it's bigger than just that specific, you know, I deal with guys from 25 to 47 and all of that, those pieces. That's important. And I've always said the reason that they tell you to niche down, right, is so that, number one, your marketing is less expensive if you're very niched, right? They don't bring that up. They don't say that's why. But it's cheaper to advertise to one client versus 15 different types of clients, right? So that's that's one factor. But the okay. other part of it, knowing your people helps you to speak directly to them. It helps you to find out what their needs are. It helps you to connect with them. What I call every connection that we build, that we put together, are, as I call my M&Ms, right? It's something that's meaningful and memorable. And you have to know who your client base is intimately so that you know how to serve them. Does that make sense? It's client-centric. Yeah. Right? I it's agree. Meaningful you. and memorable, but you, you really disappointed me. I thought the chapter on M&Ms was about something else, but I'm, I'm teasing. Me memorable is really, really important. I mean, it, the whole idea is to stay top of mind, right? So when they want to purchase again or refer again, you're going to be there. Um, you know, I want to ask you, one of your chapters is celebration milestones. I believe I know, I, I want to give you an example of what, what I did and see if this is exactly what you're talking about. When I so when I wanted to figure out why people were joining No Hassle Newsletters and staying for six months, we talked to people that were leaving and said, Jim, your product's great, but I just can't get, I can't get the newsletter out the door or something like that. And I'm thinking, hmm, they're not leaving because they don't like the product or anything. 
so I said, what if I was to help you? I, so I hired a few people. What if I was to help you get your first issue or your second issue out the door? Now, the, 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 the hidden gold behind this is if they got their first newsletter out the door, second one, and they started working and bringing in more business, they're going to make sure they keep going. But it was really me um, helping them to achieve the first milestone in my case, which was getting their first one out the door. Is that what you mean by celebration milestones? It is. And it's also, I'll even take it a step further than that, because when we're looking at the milestones, a lot of people, they focus on, um, you know, what what is it to make a great entrance, right? So maybe we're doing onboarding or we do welcome boxes for clients, right? Where you're putting pieces of, of you know, maybe your products and, and different things. We can talk about those later. But the, the welcome boxes, that's the beginning of the relationship. And then they quit thinking about people. Like, like all of a sudden they get the money, you know, here's your stuff. And then they don't, they don't catch up with them again. So during the entire client journey, just like with what you said, right? Well, at what point are people dropping off and how can you put something in there that number one reminds them, you know, the brand front of mind. So it, mm -hmm. it keeps them in that, that, Hey, we're here and this is where we're at. But if you have an entire, entire client journey laid out, then they know where they are along the route. I mean, you, I'm sure you go with this all the time. When you're, when you're traveling, when you're going through the experience, you want to know when you're halfway. Where should you be at halfway and what should you be accomplishing, right? Where should you be at the end? You know, are you only touching base with your clients at the beginning and at the end when you want them to renew? You know, if, if you're only touching base with them in a way that is meaningful and memorable, right, then obviously when they drop off, you may not understand. I will tell you that I feel, and I've got stories about this, but that people change brands because they want a different customer experience. It's not about changing brands. I have a great example using Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, right? People, it's coffee, right? But they want right. a specific customer experience. And that's what they're looking for. So when you deliver this customer experience, right, when you add something in like, okay, here you go, you were having trouble with this, let's get the first two out the door and see what the results are. One of the things that I love that you said, Jim, and I don't want to glaze over this at all, because I think this is hugely important too, is you were talking to your customers. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many programs that I have joined and then after I've joined them, they've said, oh, we're not going to do that networking part again anymore. We're, we're tired of doing that. And it's like, that is the entire reason I joined. Like that is yeah. one of the things, right? Yeah. But we get so caught up with what we want to deliver. And if we get bored with something, if we decide, oh, we're going to do this instead and not talk to your clients, that's a huge mistake. And I see clients make that all the time. Yeah. I've got a, actually in the Dream Business Mastermind, we've got a couple of people in the uh, promotional products business I was telling you about, Dana yeah. Cardenas, and then also um, Phil Brakefield, who's quite a legend in the space. He was like the lead guy for Ace Hardware, True Value, et cetera, like a really, really top flight player. And one of the things that I think um, with the promotional products is, yeah, I mean, I, I used to exhibit actually my first company at Chamber of Commerce events, and you'd see that the banks would be standing there in their suits and they'd have golf tees. <laughs> I mean, there's some things that have your name on it that like it means nothing once I leave. But when you when 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 there is a product that is meaningful, and that's what I was actually just talking with Dana, Dana about, what do you know about their business? What's meaningful to them? And and they get a gift or a reward that way. It, it keeps you top of mind. And actually, I believe it takes you from a vendor to a hero. It's my own personal belief. So is that part of culture? Like, I mean, is that the culture piece of this? Because 
your company's culture is what actually, I think, attracts people in the first place. Well, I think it is. And I think that absolutely, you know, you can look at a lot of examples. Let me give you a good one here. Russell Brunson has a company, if, if those of you who aren't remembering Russell Brunson, he yep. has the ClickFunnels, right? That's right. And so ClickFunnels is his organization. That's the, what his brand is. That's all of his pieces. Um, he sells books and he has, you know, the different, the different um, funnels that you can work through with his organization. So um, I use him as an example in my book. And then also I got the chance to speak at a symposium several months ago and Russell is delivering the keynote and I got to talk to him kind of backstage a little bit about this. And so I asked him, you know, what, what else would I possibly ask him? But I asked him about the funnel hacker t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Because in his brand, what, what he does is there's a milestone, which he attaches it to that. This is what I thought was brilliant about the whole thing. He attaches it to a milestone. So you buy into his program at a certain point, you have earned the right to get your free funnel hacker t-shirt. Right. The t-shirt has a very small logo on the back of it that says click funnels. Mm -hmm. The front of it says funnel hacker, right? And he's got some different modifications of that. Sure. But I asked him, did you understand how brilliant that was when you first started the t-shirt, that part of it? And he's like, no, that they really didn't. It took him a few tries to kind of get there. And I said, do you know that you can't even go on eBay and buy one of these things used? I can go down to the thrift store and see t-shirts with everybody's logo, every event right. logo, every everything at the thrift store or at a garage sale, right? But you can't even buy these on eBay. People aren't even selling them because it's a coveted item as part of his branding. He said once they discovered, and it took, it was, he worked with another agency, um, but once they discovered the I'm A test, all of the t-shirts that he does from this point are, are I'm a. So I'm a funnel hacker. What mm. that does is allows the wearer to self-identify with the product right? It's not just Nike, just do it. It's not right. that level. It's a different level, but it says, this is my t-shirt. I've earned this. I've earned the right to wear it. Right. And now it puts you on a whole different level. That's right. right. Does that, does that give you a goosebump? That, right? that is, yeah, that is. And you know, the other smart thing that he did is he has the awards, the, the, the one comma club, two comma club. And it's a, it's not some little thing. It's a big award. I mean, it looks like if you sold a million records or something, right. But anyway, so that really is culture. I, I agree with you. That's a great example. We're down to, we got about eight minutes left. I want to keep cramming some stuff in here. Um, one of the, one of the hardest things I think uh, entrepreneurs struggle with is getting testimonials. Everybody knows why you need them. Everybody knows how valuable they are, but everybody's most people suck at asking for them. W what words of wisdom do you have about uh, referrals? Referrals are great. And this is, this is my biggest thing on referrals. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I, I misspoke. Testimonial. <laughs> testimonials referrals i mean in a way it's a, it's a very similar it's thing but very, it, very much the same thing yeah. and my advice is going to be the same for both so we're, okay, good. Good. we're good there <laughs> the advice is this first know what it is that you need from that testimonial or referral okay mm -hmm. first of all you as the person even though you're going to be asking for it you have to know what it is that matters i spoke in an event in utah real quick story smoking an event event in utah they flew me in at night, so I didn't even get to see Salt Lake City, had no idea. The Uber driver that took me on the 45-minute ride to the location started pointing out things along the horizon. See that green light? See those that row of lights? This is what it is. It was an amazing 
probably the best Uber ride I'd ever had. When we got to the end, quick story, I asked him, okay, I want to do something for you. This was a great ride. What can I do for you? He had no clue. He hmm. didn't, you could see, I had basically gave him a blank check, right? And I talk about this in the book. I gave him a blank check and he didn't know what to do with it. Wow. So you have to know what it is that you want so that when you do make the ask, you're not getting back. Tammy is amazing. Wow. And it leaves nothing to, this is what I thought Tammy was going to, maybe like, this is what I thought Tammy was going to be. And oh my gosh, after I heard, heard this, I was so impressed or whatever it is so that you relate, right? So you want that relatability to your client. You want more of those same type clients. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So, so how do you, so let's say you have an online business, so you really don't interact. You're not local. You're not going to call on your different customers. Sure. How would an online entrepreneur ask for testimonials? One of the ways that you can do that is, is even through DM and and through actually touching base with the client, having Mm -hmm. the conversation, right? Okay. Explaining to them and say, look, I'm getting ready to promote XYZ, whatever relationship you have with them, right? They've worked with you on some level, you've inspired them on some level, whatever that looks like. And even if you haven't done business, you can still get reviews and referrals if you end up maybe doing it for free at the very beginning, right? Work with me so that we can have this testimonial, right? And you work, whatever it is that you're doing needs to be intentional and strategic for your business. I'll give you an example of something that I that I did, even in examples that you have on your website, all of a sudden I started getting all of these realtors contacting me for, for something. I was like, why are these realtors hmm. contacting me? I mean, just out of the blue of all the people I work for, why realtors? Well, I noticed that one of of the examples that I had on my website talked a lot about the real estate stuff. I did some websites. I did some things with it. That wasn't necessarily my ideal customer or the customer that I wanted to procreate, but I was attracting them, right? So if you're not getting the customers that you're wanting, you're not attracting them. Hmm. Um, In your book, you also talked about onboarding. I'm familiar with the term, but some people might not be. What do you mean when you onboard a customer and and how does that interact the longevity and how long they stay? When you when you're interacting with a customer, right? One of the things that we talk about in the book specifically is how do you stand out, right? How do you make a difference with you what you're doing? I've spoken to real estate agents um, and and insurance salesmen, right? They sell the same thing, right? Insurance salesmen sell the same the same thing. How you do business, right, is more important than what you do in your business. So. As the beginning of the relationship, right, once they've started, they've bought your course, they've joined your membership, whatever that looks like, if you could physically send them something, right, that's either going to surprise and delight them, that sort of thing, or something that's going to be support and we call our success box, right, that this is maybe you're taking something that you already have, a PDF or whatever, and put it into a written form, right, that you're sending them a workbook or a planner or um, a journal, whatever it is that you're sending them is going to help them stay in touch with you throughout the entire journey, then all of a sudden that makes sense, right? And all of a sudden you're giving them the items that they need to succeed in your program on a level that nobody else is doing. Right. Right. And you bake it into your program 
So this isn't a nice to have, right? This isn't a marketing piece. Let's not ordering a thousand pins. This is coming up with something that where you're looking at the client journey, this is the onboarding piece. What do I want you to know? Join the story, right? You're baking your story into this piece. It is an important part of the customer journey and how you're doing business. Very cool. Uh, let me squeeze in a question. I can't quite see the Facebook face here, so I guess they're anonymous. <laughs> What's an example question to ask a customer to get the testimonial, the testimonial you want? I guess what they're asking is how do you actually, instead of just saying, hey, Tammy's great, Jim's great, how do you actually get a testimonial that's meaningful? One of the things I you can ask leading questions, right? That's okay. one, of the, one of the ways. But I know one of the things that I love the answer to is, what did you think that it was going to be like to work with me? Or mm -hmm. what did you think before you read the Wow Factor book? What did you think the Wow Factor book was going to be like? And then what happened after you read it? Right? How did it change? What gold nuggets did you get out of this? Right? What did matter? Did it matter to you? I've even taken and gone through because of the book, right? And I, I wasn't like starting off to be an author and that's a whole story in of itself. But I go through and get my Amazon reviews, right? The testimonials that they put on Amazon and I reutilize those. Sometimes it's not even about asking for it. I have a swipe file, right? That I keep anytime anything, anybody says anything nice to me, it goes into that swipe file, right? So that I can pull up those testimonials or those referrals or, Hey, you're amazing. I can pull those up and I utilize those in all of my marketing, right? Very smart. Because it already yep. exists. So I think it is Asking them the before and after questions, asking them the questions where you th when you get the answer, other people are going to see themselves in that answer and say, I've got to work with Tammy Fink. I've got to work with Jim Palmer. Okay. Right. I have one more question for you. Are you ready? I am. How can people connect with you? I love <laughs> what's that your, question. What's your home base, website, email, whatever you want to give? My home, my home base is wowtammy.com. Wow, Tammy. Oh, there you go. See, that's memorable. It is memorable, right? I'm doing a lot of speaking engagements right now. I'm doing a lot of things that way. But I also work with my clients to be able to help them create their wow factor. And that's mm -hmm. everything from full concierge service where we take care of all of their needs whenever they're doing the entire customer journey, all the way to doing, you know, one part. Maybe we do a welcome box. In fact, we have a welcome box challenge, welcomeboxchallenge.com that we do once a month where we go in and if you want to DIY your own welcome box, we help you do that. Yes, you can buy things at the dollar store, but let's be sure we're buying the right things, things that are meaningful and memorable. There you go. And don't forget the M&Ms along the way. All don't right. Tammy, thank you so much. It was a, it was a great interview. Thank you for sharing some uh, really valuable wisdom with the dream business radio audience. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Tammy Fink, and I highly recommend you connect with her and learn more from her about creating your own wow factor so you, too, can boost your profits by keeping your customers longer by creating the wow factor. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com, GetJimPalmer.com. If you're interested in joining 28 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, go to DreamBizCoaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. And don't forget, you can get free digital copies of all of my books, part of my legacy program. There's one, the greatest uh, master or uh, mindset book available, but all six are available at Amazon as Kindle. 
Nook Books at Barnes and Noble, and of course the iBook Store. But that's it until this time next week. Another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, home base for a while, tied up to the dock, safe and secure. <laughs> I will see you this time next week. Thanks a lot. Take care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.